Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Print On Demand cast, episode number 74, happening right now live to tape on the air. Travis Ross joins me as always from his office in Broomfield, Colorado. Travis, how's things going, man? How has your week been? It just started. Today's Monday. But how was your Monday? <laughs> um, you know, Mondays are Mondays. It was good. Um you know, just uh, a lot of little things that you kind of try to ignore over the weekend, and sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. Um, getting ready to head off this weekend to ISS uh, on Thursday night. We leave and uh, we'll be back on Sunday. So looking forward to that. Um, don't really know what to expect. The last time I was at ISS, it was pre-pandemic, so this is going to sure. be a little different. <laughs> Um, but yeah, looking forward to, to being out there. I'm taking, uh, Tate, my production manager. And then of course, um, Mike, Mike Perillo. Right? And this is, this yeah. is where you met uncle Mike, right? Yeah. It was the last, yeah. the last time you were here. Yeah. It was the or first there? time we'd ever met. Yeah. We basically, I had kind of reached out to him and, uh, offered to come out and basically just be a fly on the wall in his place and even help him. I said, I'll come out and do production for you. I just want to learn, you know, sure. kind of what you're doing and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it started a conversation and, you know, a relationship. And then over time, I just kept offering, you know, things that I found about uh, print on demand interesting to me and maybe that might help him. And over time um, we developed a relationship and then eventually decided to meet up at this show and, um, yeah, the rest is history. Now we're we're good friends. We do business together. We yeah. talk about ideas for business, and um, yeah, so it'll be good to to see him, um, you know, again, and just kind of walk the floor where we uh, kind of started yeah. our just business relationship. Remember, yeah, that was that was the corner where we saw the thirty seventy for the first time. Mm. Actually, we, there was no thirty seventy there. Then. Oh well, then that example was just shot to shit. Like, it was yuck. it was very interesting though. I I, I, want, I do want to say this. It was very interesting because at the time I had been to many you know like lots of different shows and kind of knew a yeah. lot of the new technology. And by that time, Mike had been doing it so long, he was kind of like, I don't want to go to any more shows. I'm just on cruise <laughs> control. And so I was yeah. like saying, Hey, you know, have you heard of the F twenty one hundred? And he's like, What? What's that? You know. And I mean, I was wow. giving him, I was uh, kind of sharing with him some industry things that had happened, um, you know, and and, and it, it just goes to show you that it is important for for you as an owner, if you're going to, particularly if you're going to own a production place, to get right. to the trade shows, you know, just or at least somehow keep your 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 eyes on what's just happening. Keep your in finger the on the pulse, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's good to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that's, I mean, that's always one of my favorite things about the trade shows I've been to, even the conferences I've been to is, you know, keeping, you keep the, your finger on the pulse of the industry, but also to your point with Mike, you make connections that you don't really know what the long-term payoff is going to be. If anything, other than friendship, you might just make a cool, make a new friend and, and yeah. someone that understands the business you can call and, and, and talk to and, process and vent and you know whatever because they know the language that you're speaking yeah. um but it could materialize into business endeavors or you know yeah. i mean basically um where you're at right now is kind of a direct product from that relationship yeah. with mike and that that trade really show is. right so that kind of that mm -hmm. kind of gave birth to where you're at at the moment so i think you like again you just never know what happens yeah. when you go to trade shows Totally. I literally just talked to Mike this morning about um, some things he's doing in his business to kind of increase sales and, and yeah. start looking into new products and things like that. So, um, but yeah, it all kind of started at ISS. So looking forward yeah. to going out there and seeing what happens this time. Absolutely. Should be a great time, man. And, uh, and you, I'll see you, I guess you're coming over to our neck of the woods tomorrow mm -hmm. to tomorrow. learn some some home decor processes and we'll see 
what the fruit of that is. There might be some cool points of interest in the coming month or so that we can share with the listeners. Uh, but we will uh, keep the curtain not peeled back for the moment. But <laughs> uh, lots of cool, lots of cool stuff uh, uh, happening and in the works right now. So, with that, let's go uh, to everyone's favorite segment: the weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. Travis, we talk a lot about Amazon on this channel. You and I both started uh, third-party selling on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'd like to give lots of insight onto selling on that platform. But today I have insight into the a personal habit of the man himself, Mr. Jeff Bezos. So with that, let me ask you. Well, okay. What does Jeff Bezos do before bed? Uh, I don't feel like I know him that well to be able to answer that with any type of certainty. Well, Here's a scoop for you, ladies and gentlemen. Every night before bed, what does Jeff Bezos do? He puts his pajamas on. <laughs> and that's this week's pajamas on. Dad joke of the week, pajamas on. It's very punny, but that's what we do here. <laughs> and if you're new, if you're new, if you're new, uh, don't hit the fast forward button. Go back and listen to all the... <laughs> happens every episode before it was even a segment <laughs> we did stuff like this so it just just so you all know all right well uh with that we'll just transition directly into this week's point of interest point of interest part of the show you want to learn some things so the point of interest is where you go listen to what i say We talked a lot. We talk a lot about niches all the time. I feel like it's come up in the last couple of episodes, though, in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we found a list, and we can link this in the show notes, mm-hmm. of uh, example niches. Because one of the mailbags uh, questions from, from uh, Reddit last week that wasn't from Nimitz something or other number combination was someone that actually <laughs> asked a question. Uh, we, we told him... Um, one of the questions was asking me, how do you make a your niche profitable or how do you find a niche that is profitable? And if you're passionate mm-hmm. about it, so on and so forth. So we went out and we found a list of niches. So let's go mm-hmm. here. And so uh, Travis, why don't you, what we're, we're going to do for you, the listener, just so you all know, we're just going to scroll through this list and let you know they've divided it up uh, into a couple different columns. Mm-hmm. There's, careers there's family there's household pets and animals so we're going to go through and name some that you may not know that maybe aren't as obvious as niches that you could probably appeal to so travis yeah. what is one of these niches of which we speak yeah i mean there's kind of the usual suspects um on here as well but i i think uh, like for what for instance like backpacking you know, if, if um, right. there's a lot of out, you could do an outdoors niche, which, you know, is very wide. But if you niche that yeah. down, you get into smaller, you know, tenting or backpacking right. or hiking right. or, you know, specific to those yep. those things. Um, I think that's super smart, you know, but I mean, you can go all the way down, you know, you could do a sports niche or you could do something about basketball or right. even badminton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. or, yeah. you know, I mean, you could get really, you know, small, small, and, and really, see, a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people will, will be like, um, when they're first coming into print on demand, they're like, well, I'd much rather do a sports niche because then I can do all of these different things. Well, the problem with that is that you're, you don't have anything that you can actually kind of hang your hat on. There's nothing sure. wrong with have with having a niche that doesn't have maybe a lot of searches in the Amazon algorithm or the Etsy algorithm or whatever, where you're going to start, right. or even in the Google algorithm. Right. The, the thing that you want to focus on is when that search does come in. And I guarantee that our pe- there are people searching for badminton right now on Google <laughs> and on Amazon. Yeah. They're searching for products. Yep. You just want to be on that first page and you want to, and preferably you want to be on that first page in a lot of the different slots, you know? So in other words, the smaller you can niche down, 
really right. the better in that particular instance, because you might have four or five products that have to do with badminton and other people are like, well, I want to do sports. And so they don't show up because they're so watered down. Um, right. But you're specific about that one search. They, they sure. may show up on the 17th page of a lot of different searches, but who's going to go to the 17th page. You want to sure. be on the first page. So yep. Do you, so that's kind of the idea behind this, but there's another way that you can use like a, a, a table, like the one we're pointing out here um, to combine these different things. So Josiah, talk a little bit about that. Yes. We've talked about it before in, in previous episodes, but the idea is to combine all of these things. And with these niches, these separate niches, powers combined, they create a super niche. So, uh, which is just really, you know, you're trying to get, it's a cross section, right? So if you're looking for a biophysicist who plays the clavichord, you're going to want to create a design that is that appeals to both of those things. Um, so it's about taking two separate niches and combining them in a design, which Madeline kind of talked about, um, you know, in, in her episode, talking about finding something. She has, a, a, she talked about this, a design that, it's a snail, but instead of a shell, it's a stack of pancakes. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, but it's a super niche. <laughs> it, was, it was a data-driven decision, as antithetical as that sounds to what I just said. Uh, it was a data-driven decision, and yeah. she sold that design on mugs, and I, I don't understand it. But that's an idea of it. So someone that loves breakfast, pancakes, someone that loves snails, slugs, bugs. I don't know what a snail is, but uh, it's sold. So... <laughs> Uh, so what we'll do, I mean, there's lots of different, you know, I told Travis before, it'd be fun to kind of just go through this list and create some uh, super niches like the chaplain who enjoys dioramas uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, is, <laughs> is, is a grandfather. Uh, there, there's tons of these um, niches. I think the idea was uh, a thousand, there's a thousand niches total and you can get the entire niche i think right now it's like 425 or in that neighborhood maybe uh that you can look at but uh you have to subscribe to the newsletter to get all thousand but there's a lot of them and so i mean take a look at them because it might spark an idea that you didn't really think about i mean i think animal niches there's always someone that's that has an obsession with one of these and yeah. you have dogs, cats, yeah, sure. But have you thought about crabs? Crab niche, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or, or a lemur, shellfish, you or know? a lemur, yeah, yeah, a peacock, butterflies, niche. yep, platypus. You know, like there's there's so much, and then there's of course the household pets, and you get into. I mean, honestly, my Instagram feed is just when I go to the search function, I have so many pictures of Shih Tzus because my wife just sends me pictures <laughs> of really cute Shih Tzus because we own two. And uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of my feed on social media is like, look at this cute dog. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you're right. I love Shih Tzus. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating that someone send me a Shih Tzu t-shirt or anything like that. But I'm just saying that is what my, <laughs> that's what my feed is populated by. Right. And I mean, if you take that example right there, um, you are a brother, you're a son, mm-hmm. you're yeah. an uncle. Uh, yep. So I could theoretically tar- have a you know, you're the best uncle for your Shih Tzu or I, I don't, that, yeah. that didn't come out yeah. right, but you know what I mean? Like you can tie sure, this like, two somehow together and then immediately you are part of the demographic that may at some right. point, not necessarily buy it for yourself, but again, like we've talked a lot of times about this, uh, we create yeah. giftable products. Yeah. And so you're trying to figure out what would be a good gift for somebody who is sure. an uncle who likes Shih Tzus. Yeah, so you know, like, and that's you know, just like, using this. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah. So it's like a shirt or a mug that says, Hey, uncle, you're the shit zoo, or something like that, where it's like <laughs> you have yeah. a play on words, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you can do that for every uncle, sister, aunt, mother, cousin, whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, both of us have a very, like, if you took all the cross sections of things, you know, uh, podcasting musicians who love whiskey, football. <laughs> I mean, right. like, there's a wide range uh, <laughs> that that you and I would see something like that's cool. I like that. Or if someone gave us a gift pertaining to one of those cross sections uh, or the mm-hmm. one of those niches, um, 
So that's one thing too. Don't necessarily, and I agree to Travis's point, don't necessarily think about something that the anesthesia, anesthesiologist who is a pit bull lover would buy for himself. Think about mm-hmm. something that someone would buy for that person that has that profession or that hobby. Because again, it's like, I think one of the ones you found was like, what was the the nun that is a minimalist, like the minimalist nuns? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, taking say taking like you know current trends or something, and you know just blowing it up. Now, obviously, I'm not going to create, probably not going to create an entire brand around minimalist nuns. You know, <laughs> I might create a product for that because yeah. you know I I don't know maybe Minimal, if if the data is pointing minimalist. to that. But I mean, so taking kind of some of those careers, taking some of those maybe. uh you know, animal type lovers or something like that, right. mixing right. them with uh, each other, make, you know, some relationship statuses, taking maybe a current trend, finding that, you know, maybe using vegan, my vegan uncle <laughs> who is also an accountant, yeah. you know, or something like yeah. that um, yeah. or, or whatever. Or, and then you can even go one step further and you can start, start with holidays, you know, and, um, sure. put a holiday mix on it. You know, obviously that's yep. going to be season, more seasonal than a lot of these other things. But, um, you know, if you want to get, get into the Valentine's day spirit, you know, love your accountant, you know, or, right. or something like that or whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, be thinking about these things as you're creating products. Um, because really the rabbit hole goes very, 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 very far. deep. Yeah. <laughs> very, very deep. Uh, there's a thing here on the family column that says deary. I don't know what a deary is in terms of a familial relation, but if you know, you can let us know and join the Facebook group and just literally tell us. I mean, if all you want to do is pop in for that, I, I really want to know uh, what a deary is. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and think also, you know, we've touched on this before, uh, Q4 is is in the rear view, but yet it's also up ahead. So when you're sure. listing products for the biggest gift selling gift giving season that is going to be here sooner than you know it, um, looking at these these areas and the niches to list and to target. So when and and populating your your store with with designs that are appropriate to whatever niches you choose. Uh, will for now might be slow, but you might find a huge payoff in Q4 and people are looking for things for the person that has everything or what do you get the minimalist none? You can get her mugs, you can throw it away, but you can get it and it'll be a sale <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? So, uh, so just, just things to think about uh, as, you know, as we say, you know, our calendar is Q4 to Q4. And so I think this will also help you guys um, get designs for the holidays and occasions before that. But ultimately, of course, I uh, will help you um, kind of get some more traction in sales, hopefully, uh, this next Q4. For sure. Yeah, it's a good list. Interesting list. That's for sure. Yeah, it is It is a very interesting list. Uh, I actually enjoy it. And I, I'll probably look at it again because some of it is kind of funny. And, you know, some of the professions or hobbies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you want to start a clavichord niche uh, and sell stuff to the clavichord player in your life, Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. Put on a mancast. Uh, I was about to give a link that doesn't exist. Facebook.com slash group slash mancast is where it will soon now. enough. It, it will soon enough. enough. Yeah, it's part of the exciting things that are coming. Okay, so with that, we will leave the point of interest there and all the niches therein, and we will go to this week's main event. On a cold, dreary night in September of 2020, Travis Ross and Josiah Sifuentes created the print-on-demand cast. This is the main event. Travis, this is another topic that we have touched on um, a handful of times. Uh, there's mm-hmm. actually an episode um, in the archives. 19. Episode, episode 19. 19. In the archives um, that we talked about this particular um, position or... Um, yeah, position in a business, I guess. Uh, but we're going to talk more about VAs, VAs being virtual assistants. I lied. It was actually July. episode 17. Yeah, something okay, like that. So episode Glad 17. I and then go, check. what is episode 19? Just, you know, what is it? Uh, it was it was a year in review and when we talked about those POD lamps in the point of interest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, those were cool. So I listened to episode Times. 17 and then you can listen to how last year, year the year before last, <laughs> went for us. <laughs> and just have a good time. Just, you know, just listen to both. 
<laughs> so uh, we want to talk about hiring your first virtual assistant. And Travis, this is something that uh, you were talking about before because a lot of people might not know what VAs are. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe uh, we can start there. What is, if someone listening doesn't know what a VA is, um, what would what's your best description for that, for what a VA is? Well, VA is just short for virtual assistant. So basically it's an assistant that doesn't come to your uh, establishment or if you're working from your house, they don't come to your house. You don't actually have any physical contact with them. Um, A virtual assistant can be, um, can be overseas. They can also be in your same country. Um, It's all, I mean, just the idea is that they're virtual. They're not there. They're not coming. They're not an actual employee per se of your business. They can be, uh, but they're, they're virtual. They're just not there. So you can do all kinds of things with these, um, with these virtual assistants. And um, in particular, if you are going overseas, you can also see some incredible uh, cost savings um, to getting a lot of work done for a a lot less than you would have to pay somebody perhaps in the U S or, you know, in some of the other countries that we have, you know, in the, in Europe or in Australia, um, you, because the, the, basically the, the economies, um, what is might, might feel like not a lot of money to you or me, can feel like a whole heck of a lot of money to sure. other people in other parts of the world where maybe their economies aren't as strong or they're just in a different place economically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, it can be a win-win and you have to continue, you have to continually think that um, because there are, there is a camp that says, well, you're just taking advantage of people. And I yeah. firmly disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Firmly yeah. disagree with that. I know I have VAs and they are incredibly thankful that they get to yep. a work at home, they b yep. have a competitive a competitive wage for where they're at, and c are part of a team. Um, yep. And so uh, that's kind of my overview on what a VA is and sure. and why that why they can be important in your business. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I was just going to bring that up too before you mentioned it about like just when you're talking about the benefits that it can be the win win that it is or can be when you're using VAs, especially those that are overseas or another country was to not let yourself think that you're just exploiting these people for and and not paying them. Because again, Travis has used VAs. We have VAs uh, and they are incredibly grateful. We had um, last year, one of our VAs reach out and say, I am so thankful for this job. You guys have allowed me to be home and take care of my mother while she's been sick. And, you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully she's getting better, but it was this, the job and the work that we had for her, was was what was able to allow her to work from home and be with family and so it really is a win-win um so be sure to just keep that keep that frame of mind right that you're that they're getting paid well um mm-hmm. so when you're hiring your first va what you're going to want to do obviously you're hiring them because there is a job or a task that needs to be accomplished that you're looking mm-hmm. to outsource so especially when uh you are hiring outside of the u.s um, it's all about communicating your expectations so they right. understand uh, because there is a language barrier sometimes uh, there. And so you're going to want to very, you're going to want to articulate it. And the best way to do that, the best way to communicate expectations is a basic job description, what they're mm-hmm. going to be doing um, and what is going to be involved. Are they going to be an admin VA? Are they going to be listing items for sale? Are they going to be creating mock-ups to put on the website? Are they doing your bookkeeping? Are they tracking expenses and income? Are they doing writing? Are they writing your product descriptions? Are they doing copyright for your website? Are they scheduling people? Um, there's there's lots of administration level stuff that you can have a VA do. And there's a lot of them that are qualified to do every bit of it. So, um, or, or are they going to be a create a creative VA uh, with graphic design and, 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 um, are they doing original work? Are they enhancing existing ideas? What are the deadlines? How many designs are you looking for per week or per month? And who has ownership of the design files, right? Those are things that you're going to want to spell out for them so that they can, everyone can approach this, um, in, in in a well-informed way. And then of course, budget, are you paying them per design? Are you paying them per hour? What, what does that look like? You know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things you need to really kind of dig into before you even, um, before you go out and search for a VA. And and yeah. at some point, you know, this can feel overwhelming. Um, but um, 
the book we talked about last week. Um, uh, what is who it not called? How? Who not how? Yeah, talking about hiring who's not focusing on the how things are getting done. You you focus right. on who can help you get these jobs done. Um, I mean, a VA can be a very powerful tool in that kind of philosophy of who not how. Yeah. And yeah. so one of the things that um, they talk about a lot in the book is is if if you have the money, you don't have a problem. <laughs> and so if you can reverse engineer that, you can say, okay, well, what are the problems I'm facing in my business? Oh, I don't have enough yeah. designs. Oh, I, I don't have enough time to list the products because I work 40 hours a week. And I, yeah. I, I have a I, I am a designer and I love designing and I, I think my designs are good, but I just don't have the time. It's so tedious to list them all and create the mock right. and all that. So once you have those problems, uh, once we, those are the problems that hiring a VA can potentially solve. And so, sure. you know, is it going to be an admin VA? Like, like Josiah said, or, or are you on the other side? And it's like, well, I don't mind listing them, but maybe I have a tool that helps me list them, you know, that I have a software tool. I just don't yeah. have enough designs. So then you want to hire maybe a graphic designer or, you know, I, I really feel like I've got a niche that's just prime to just explode and I need some help developing a website that I can sell. I don't sure. And I'm going to bypass Amazon and Etsy and all of that stuff. And I'm just going to go straight direct to consumer and not, not pay the, you know, the fifth, five to 15% or whatever commission that these places want. I'm going to drive my own traffic because I have an audience or I have knowledge that this audience will come if I just, you know, advertise on these keywords or whatever it is. I'm great at SEO. Um, Depending on where you're at, that's going to inform what type of VA you want. And you really need to strip it back. You know, like, like Josiah was saying, you know, um, really having a good job description is super important. And I'll go one step further and say, make sure you have a good job description, but also make sure you have a good SOP for their position. And SOP is a standard, standard operating procedure. What is the process of the job that they will be doing every day? What is the, the one, two, three, the ABC process that they're going to be doing if they're listing do you have all of that documented or is it just all in your head? And, sure. you know, you, you may be able to document it with a very simple screen share program that you can probably download for free uh, yep. or, you know, a paid version or whatever. And you can just document it. Step one, step two, step three. This is what I'm doing in this video. I would encourage you if you're going to do that, make them five to seven minutes long at max. You don't want to sit there yeah. and you know, and, and just break it up. So yeah, just bite sized pieces so that yeah. Bite sized pieces. Yeah. Break it up into small bite-sized pieces before you start recording because inevitably yeah. if you do don't do that, you'll realize halfway through <laughs> that, oh, I forgot these 17 steps that I always do sure. in between. Sure. And then the then the video's, you know, 45 minutes long and yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. One hundred percent. No one. No one. Yeah. I, that's I mean, the bite-sized pieces thing is really uh a good piece of advice because I think maybe there's a tendency to think you have to get it all in one and you forget that it's yeah video you can post it all of it. Uh, so think about, um, the way, think about the way you learned too. You didn't learn right. to do it all at the same time. You learned, Oh, I need sure. to do this. Now what do I need to do? And you went and looked for a YouTube video and you fa- figured right. it out. And then you, right. you know, asked in the Facebook group or, you know, or whatever and figured yeah. it out a piece at a time. And so, um, that makes sense for your VA and for your SOP. Um, if you can do screenshots, you know, with arrows point, this is the button yeah. that I'm talking about in this, you know, particular yeah. step or whatever. Um, do as much yeah. as you can to make, once you finally hired it and we'll get to how to do that. But once you finally hired it, that you're ready to, for them to hit the ground running and they have, you know, ABC to just jump in day one and start sure. accomplishing tasks for your business. Absolutely. And one thing that you can do once you have the SOPs and, and you've got, uh, you know, applications starting to flow in, let's say you post the job. And we'll, again, like Travis said, we'll get to what that means and where you do that. Uh, you, you post your position and then you're getting applications in. Um, I think that what is a good idea is to also have in, in preparation of that, two to three sample tasks for all applicants or the applicants you select to, comp- to complete. Uh, write mm-hmm. down your expected outcome, 
uh, for the task, uh, the time expectation and the quality expectation. So when we were hiring a graphics design VA, I sent them, uh, I think we had four or five applicants and I sent them all um, the same reference points, basically saying, I like this style of design. I want it to say this and I want it to be in this color, whatever. And I gave them all the same references, reference points, asked them to create a, an original design. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked them, I asked if they could have it within two to three days, right? And uh, so it was wild to see. It is, it's very informative. I guess we'll get to that later on in the conversation as well. But it, it's interesting. It was interesting to see which ones were able to cap, come the closest to what my idea was as far as quality mm-hmm. uh, and who had who took the longest to turn it in right away was was the speed and the quality at the same level or did they did mm-hmm. seem to sacrifice quality for speed you know what i mean so um and you should make it something that you actually need done so this design that i was talking yeah. about had was for a client and i wanted to see what what they could do so and pay them for it obviously pay them for the task say hey this will be paid yep. kind of like paid training paid onboarding whatever um uh just dropped my mouse and it didn't break uh so anyway um so yeah i think that's that's gonna i'm assuming that's also something you guys have done is having tasks in mind yep. for for them to tackle right off the bat yeah we did the exact same thing when we hired a designer um or so we we actually I think we ended up hiring four designers at the time when we were really kind of going crazy, and I think we gave we basically paid for probably twenty different applicants to give us two to three designs that were all exactly the same, and we just wanted to have as many things as we could choose, you know, as many things as we could like possibly. Uh, you know, just take in and and judge really. And so once we had them all, we were able to kind of decide, um, you know, which ones we liked better and, and, and all of that. And then on the admin side, we have, um, so I have, I have one VA who's, she's been with us for three or four years now. Um, she is incredible, amazing. I love her. Um, yeah, she's just an amazing person. Um, and then, we have another one that's been with us for about a year now. And she's also, she's equally amazing. They're both, these two are both admin VAs. And um, what we did with the, these two was we have kind of a, an SOP basically for creating a listing. So all of the steps, you know, from the idea to then it goes to the designer, then it comes back. And then we need to, you know, we have best practices for, how, what does the title look like? What are the bullets look like? What are the listing, you know, all of that. Um, and so we basically just had them go through that, um, or the applicants at the time had them go through those SOPs. Um, and once they were done, we looked at the listings that they actually created, you know, the mockups that they had gone to the mockup generator and did the thing, um, all of that. And we were very happy with the, you know, at the time we were only hiring one. And so we ha- hired her. She's been with us for the three to four years. And then again, we did it with this l- latest girl. So if you, you can even use your SOPs in your actual interview uh, with these tasks, but it just, you know, it, it saves you from hiring somebody and then realizing, oh, this, this person talks to yeah. the game or they had a great, you know, uh, you know, they had a great online, um, you know, what is it? Gallery or whatever of all their things right. that they did, but it was done by somebody else. Cause this guy sucks at designing, you know, <laughs> whatever, uh, you know, I was bamboozled. Uh, it's safe yeah. that if you actually give them an original task to complete, um, cause you can actually see their work and, and you can go off that. So that's, that's what you want to have in hand before you actually go to the next step. Yeah. And what is the next step, Josiah? So the next step is going to be actually listing, the job. Now there's lots of platforms that you can do that. Um, and there's pros and cons to, to each listing platform. Uh, yeah. I can say for us, um, we have used the first one here, onlinejobs.ph, which is uh, primarily Philip in the Philippines. You get a lot of Philip Filipino applicants. Um, you have fiverr.com, upwork.com, which is more stateside, but I think you can hire internationally there too, depending on who oh, yeah. you the can. applicant is. 
Um, but that one's kind of more probably familiar with you, the listener, Fiverr and Upwork. You've probably heard that quite a bit. You've probably even utilized it a handful of times, or perhaps you freelance yourself on either of those platforms. Uh, and there's also hire, uh, hire an agency like freeup.com and there's other agency, agencies as well. But Travis, what would you say, you know, on each platform, pros and cons uh, that, that you've experienced listing yeah. on, on any of those given platforms that you feel like would be advantageous for our, our audience to hear? Your onlinejobs.ph is, you know, where we have primarily found our VAs. Um, it's going to be more of a traditional like job board where, you know, yeah. they, if, if you hire them, they are your VA, you, whatever you pay, they will get, you can use PayPal. I think onlinejobs.ph now has a, like a payment processor that they've, you know, associated with, but you like don't have to use it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to use it. It's just, so, so that's, that's a plus to me. Um, when you can combine that, yeah. or when you look at like a Fiverr and Upwork, which every, all of the transaction is, you know, supposed to stay within the platform. And then, right. And yeah. So the VA doesn't actually get all the money that you pay Fiverr or Upwork takes a percentage where that's not the case right. with onlinejobs.ph. Um, yeah. The con with onlinejobs.ph is that there's a subscription fee. So you have to pay 50 yep. or 75 bucks or something like that per month that you have an active job. Now you can sign up for a month, hire somebody and take it down and only pay the 50 bucks or whatever. Um, the pros on, you know, Fiverr doesn't cost anything. Upwork doesn't cost anything to the job promoter or the, you know, the, the person that's going to actually hire somebody. Um, the other cool thing about Upwork, I will say is, is that they have an in, uh, kind of inside of their software, they have a time tracking tool that's just native to the platform. And yep. so whenever, whenever that VA is working, they turn on their time tracker. And so you actually pay for the actual work done. And it has done. like some yep. alerts if, if like their mouse isn't, hasn't moved in like <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes or something, you know, you don't pay for that 10 minutes. Um, so they have a, a few things. I mean, there's obviously people can, can fake that and, you know, mess all that sure. up, but they take screenshots of it and they check all that stuff for you. Um, with onlinejobs.ph, they don't have anything like that. And of course, with Fiverr.com, um, they don't have anything like that. The the plus I would say with Fiverr is that you can get really, really weird things done. Um, and <laughs> and they're you can use you can use them as one-offs. So for instance, yeah, hey, I, I want to have social media banners made for all of my thing. I don't need to hire somebody at you know five bucks an hour or whatever sure. to do my a media one-off. banners. Yeah. It's just a one-off thing. So some, I've used Fiverr for that. Uh, so that's a plus. Um, to me, uh, the designers that I've found on Fiverr have not been as impressed with uh, compared to what I've found on onlinejobs.ph. Um, sure. Another plus with Upwork, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, um, it, you can find very, very high-end tasks or, or people that are very, very skilled. You can find US-based. I mean, you can pay $100 an hour to, you know, right. some coder that's going to go in and tweak your code or whatever, you know, or develop, you know, a brand new app or something like that. Um, you can get really detailed work on Upwork. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you could probably find that with onlinejobs.ph and probably even yeah. Fiverr. Um, but again, you know, buyer beware, vet your stuff. And then sure. on the agency side, um, freeup.com is is one of those those agencies well they they actually have a kind of a stable of VAs and they interview you as the potential hire hirer mm. <laughs> as the potential employer. you know person who's going to do yeah employer, <laughs> thank you that's the word you're welcome um, <laughs> as the employer and so they they're basically getting to the crux of what you as an employer needs in an employee sure. or sure. a contractor um and so once they've you've kind of gone through there, jumped through all their hoops and taken all their stuff. They go, okay, here's three that we think are going to be great. And so you don't have to go through all the, you know, the craziness of the interviews and all that. And then they'll take a percentage of that. Some of them take an upfront fee. Some of them take a percentage of the salary, you know, ongoing salary. Um, but there's a whole lot of agencies that do that with overseas, particularly with sure. overseas. Um, so, you know, that, that may be just an easier way um, for you to go because you know, you need something very specific and you don't want to have to wade through all those applications. You want them to do that for you. So those are kind of yeah. your options when for the platform 
that you're sure. going to list your job on. Let me ask you as well. I, I mean, I I can think I think this exists because I think my wife uses it, and I can't remember the name. But is there a software that you can actually say you hire someone from onlinejobs.ph and you want them to track that? You want yeah. to track their activity. You want the screenshots. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know the name or a name of a software that will do that? Is the stuff that Upwork uses mm-hmm. available for you to utilize independently for a VA that you don't get on that platform, or is there some? Is there an equivalent? Yeah, uh, the one we use and uh, is called Hubstaff. That's uh, right. Dot That's the one. Yep. And yep. yeah, we've been using that with our VAs for years, um, and you pay. I don't know, 15 a month or something for up to three VAs or something and it scales sure. or something like that. But they yeah. have, they, they, when our VAs will start working, they click a button and it up op- and it opens up whatever, yeah. you know, tab or what, I don't know, but uh, it starts taking every 10 minutes, 10 minutes, it takes a screenshot and it tracks their mouse movements and all of that. And then uh, for us, we, that's how we pay, you know, so we can go in sure. there and it, it's, this VA did this many, you can assign like roles. So if you have projects, you can say, um, when you're working on this particular project, I need you to be in this, you know, yeah. in this project, yeah. you know, say, tell hub staff. So you can say, okay, well this month, you know, we 35% of our time that we paid for was done with, was, you know, was focused on graphics and yeah. 15% was focusing on, you know, scheduling, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and and you can break it down like that. So there's some administrative tools in there that kind of help you get a little more granular with how your yeah. labor is being allocated. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. My, Madeline started using, I think you're probably the one that told her about it, but she started using that for her VAs for her Etsy store. So um, yeah. there are ways to track progress instead of just kind of the handshake deal equivalent of like, hey, I trust you. Uh, so some tips when you're posting a job. Uh, you can insert a random word for them to include when they reply. This, what this does is it, it limits the number of spam applications, which you will get. Um, I mean, the odds are high. Um, you might get some spam applications. Um, and if they don't insert the random word, it, it does. It says a couple things about them, one of which is they might not be good with details, uh, right. which if it's an admin VA or, or graphic or creative DVA, whatever, um, should give you pause as to whether or not you want them to be working for you. Um, right. So, you know, when they're applying for a job, if they want the position, you'd think that they would kind of go with a fine tooth comb over the requirements. Mm-hmm. And if they miss that, nah, maybe not the greatest thing. So, you know, yeah. let's say that you go, you get, you know, two or three applications, four or five, however many applicants you think is necessary. And that's when you assign them that task that you have already prepared for them to mm-hmm. do. So yep. once the jobs come back, Travis, uh, what would you say? Let's say uh, I'm your VA. I'm one of the applicants mm-hmm. and I send back the assigned task. What What are you looking for when they yeah. get that, when you get that task back? Um, well, the first thing, obviously this, uh, I'll just go back. I mean, one of the things that they obviously did was they, um, inserted that word, you know, turtle yeah. at the front of their application turtle. because immediately, you know, cause that was the weird word or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and this, when we say spam applications, it's more, it's more like applications for, um, uh, some agencies will just have like automatic kind of also almost bot like replies yeah. for particular like jobs that have the word, print on demand in them or whatever. And so those are the spam stuff. So once you've kind of gone through all of that and you've gotten your turtle applications back and (laughs) and you've assigned, (laughs) you know, them the job, um, it really is just about what you were talking about earlier, just based kind of looking through like um, the timeliness of, of, of how fast they got the thing done um, versus the accuracy uh, and, and, and just going through their detail, you know, for us, it was, you know, um, with the designs, it was, it was kind of subjective because, um, we were just, we basically just rated the designs and we said, we like this person's designs better than we like this person's design. So let's give this person right. the, the job. Um, and you might even like, if you have enough applicants and you have enough time and you really want to spend the time, you might even kind of have a second round of testing. You know, sure. you might say, hey, you five have made it through round one. 
now you you know and you did 20 <laughs> and you finally you you found five but you only need to hire two so give those right. five this a different task and see how they perform and then you have two kind of sample sizes from that particular VA or two samples from that VA to know what kind of work you're going to get. And, you know, and you might even say in the second round, it's like, Hey, this time, you know, we, we need these things to be done in 24 hours and here's, you know, a higher level of expectation that we want. uh, And you are one of five that will be performing this ready, set, go. Um, So you can, you know, you can use this technique to even uh, get more granular on, you know, what kind of applicants you've, you've gotten and what kind of employees or, or contractors yeah. that you're actually going to hi- end up hiring. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, it's okay to tell them, Hey, you're in a field of five. Cause again, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that might um, honesty. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, It's honesty. <laughs> and it might, it might also let them know like, Oh, I need to comp- I need to bring my best here. I need to, you know, mm-hmm. make sure I, I do this task to the best of my ability. Cause I'm up against four other people. Um, so, uh, another tip for hiring and, and we did this, um, I think with the majority of VAs that we hired, we did do, uh, a Skype call, not mm-hmm. necessarily video, um, but at least an audio Skype call. Um, okay. it can be, I think, I think it can be beneficial, um, mm-hmm. to get to talk to them, to ha- have them talk to you for them to kind of, you know, hear you and get to know you a little bit in that way. Um, but to your point, Travis, we were talking earlier, you can also isolate the VA. What does that mean when you say it can a Skype call can isolate the VA? Well, um, particularly when you're talking about overseas VAs, um, you know, they, there could be some hesitancy to come on particularly video, um, sure. or they think their English is very good. They have very good written English, but perhaps their English spoken well. English and they just feel bad about that. And so yeah. you may, you may pick up like a shyness um, yeah. and, and make a judgment based on that. That's not, has nothing to do yeah, with, with the that output. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because they just, you know, have, there's a language barrier and they feel sure. bad or they, they don't feel like they're, um, able to communicate the way they really want to. And so they'd much rather do it in, in, um, you know, form. In, in form. Yeah. now, but it's totally up to you. And I don't think there, I, I don't know that, um, I don't know. It's a bad thing. And, and maybe there's kind of a happy medium with, you know, Hey, I've decided on this person based on, you know, communicating with them written form and their work yeah. that they've done in these trials and everything. I've already basically decided on them. I just want to make sure that they're a real person, <laughs> you know? And so I'm yeah, just going to yeah, have yeah, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that was our, our positioning too. It was like, Hey, these yeah. guys did great work. I would like to just, a again, confirm that, you know, it, it is a real person, but also just say hi and Hey, this is who you're working for. And so right. th- more so to establish, to kind of let them know that we're also real and we're not going to not pay them at the end of the month or, <laughs> or the week or whatever. And they can, yeah. you know, kind of hear our intent and you know who we are. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think, again, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think you can use your discretion on what you feel that needs to happen. Um, yeah. so one of the other things you want to do is confirm that the pay is acceptable for the ongoing work. And one of those big ways you could do that is to send them an offer letter. Yeah. Make it official. You know, these people are going to be coming into your company, make it official, send them an offer letter, it, you know, like you would with perhaps a, a U.S. based employee and say, this is what your sure. job description is. This is what your hours are. Um, yeah. You know, and we didn't really talk about that, but you know, maybe you want them to work when you are working. Uh, for us, we've always allowed them to work in the, in, during our sleep time because it's yeah it's basically almost exactly 12 hour difference and yeah. it's actually kind of nice with some of the things that they're doing we can wake up and have everything ready for the day for us sure um, and so that's worked for our our business but there are other i know other people who have a mixture they have some mm-hmm. VAs that work overnight to do that to prepare the work for the day for the US team or the European team or whatever um and then they have other VAs that they have working their actual hours. So, um, but put that in that offer letter uh, yeah. and and confirm, you know, that this amount of money 
per hour or per design or whatever you had talked about in that first point is going to be acceptable and it's going to work for sure. them. Yep. And one thing also to keep in mind too, and you can, you can speak to this as well. Uh, don't prioritize price over quality. Um, yeah. To, to me, it's um, that old idiom of you get what you pay for, right? So yeah. you pay more for better work every time and it's going to pay off the 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 benefits the dividends that it that it pays um might be exponential because if it's especially if it's a design va mm, um yeah. the stuff that you're throwing out on your website or on amazon if those designs are top notch and very well done you're going to you're going to get that back um mm-hmm. in in sales <laughs> right if it's a if it's an admin va if they're doing stellar work, it's going to make your life easier and workflow and in systems and what they're able to help you do as opposed to the person who is cheaper, hourly speaking, but maybe not quite as on the ball. It might, it might actually um, result in you doing more of that work that you've, you initially wanted to hire out in the first place. Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the things... Um, particularly like you say with, with VAs that are, um, you know, doing design, uh, that the book that we're, that we've been talking about even speaks to this a little bit talking about how, um, and I'm just trying to look up something on my other screen here, but it talks about how, um, uh, it's to try to think of it instead of thinking of it like a, um, instead of thinking about it as a cost, like how much am I paying this? How much, how much is this going to cost? Think about it in an investment because that's exactly yeah. what it is. These, these people are investments in your, in your business. You, they are your who, <laughs> you know, right. you, instead yeah. of you having to figure out, well, how do I list? How do I make the time to lit? Well, no, you get someone to help you do that. And that's what these yeah. people are doing. And so, um, in the last 12 months, so there's a, there's a coffee mug that I sell on a lot of different platforms, but um, yeah. Amazon is one of the biggest ones. And in the last 12 months, so I, and I had a VA uh, design this for me several years ago. Um, and it's a, it's one of my best, se- well, it is my best selling coffee mug design um, of all time. And in the last 12 months, um, it has done in revenue, um, over $14,000. So do you think wow. I mind paying a little bit more for that design? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Case <laughs> and in that's point. just the last 12 months, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As they say, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm at your mother lawyered. That's the point. That's it. <laughs> Settled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So don't prioritize the price over the quality. Prioritize the yeah. quality over how over much price. you are investing into yeah. that quality, you know, and, and switch yep. your mindset, you know, start investing instead of thinking on, on the cost basis of everything, you know, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll make you have a lot more peace <laughs> and it'll make those VAs feel a lot more valued because you're investing in them instead of treating them like they're a cost to you. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And one thing, Travis, talk, talk about this a little bit too, especially if your VAs are in the Philippines, consider 13 month pay. What is 13-month yeah. pay? The 13th month is a tradition in, in uh, the Philippines that is basically um, a lot of employers. I don't know if all of them do. I just know it's, a, um, it's basically a tradition that employers pay in December. They pay an extra month worth of wages in December. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it almost comes out to be like a Christmas bonus, but basically sure. you're paying a 13th month worth of wages to wow. your VAs in the Philippines. And so we've always done that. And I know that our VAs very, very much appreciate that. And sure. um, I mean, we've had VAs that started with us in November and then got a 13th month bonus, mm. you know, or that 13th month pay yeah. because we always pay it in yeah. November. And you want to talk about, guaranteeing somebody's loyalty to your company. <laughs> sure. You treat them yeah. like that. 
You know, totally. you give them a whole extra totally. month's pay. You know, you might yep. try that with a U.S. A, a U.S. based employee and see if they, you know, appreciate it. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, what absolutely. If, what if your job <laughs> gave you a whole month's pay? You know, I, yeah. So, um, no, I'm, I'm sitting. I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, you know, I, I, I maybe we should just assimilate that idea. And just do it in the U.S. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Thirteen months. My God, how great would that be? Um. <laughs> So, yeah, another thing to make sure, you, again, communication is essential, whether they're mm-hmm. Filipino-based or whether they're, they're U.S.-based or whatever, but you need a way to communicate. Uh, and there's lots of right. different ways to do that. I think uh, for us, especially with the Filipino VAs, WhatsApp has been invaluable uh, because okay. we can text back and forth uh, pretty easily with them. And they all, all of them typically have WhatsApp numbers because they do apply for U.S.-based work pretty frequently. So it's, another, it's free. Um, and it's, it, it, you can text back and forth. If they have questions, it's pretty instant as opposed to email. You might not be able to see your email, whatever. Uh, Slack is another one. Slack is better for kind of a a job organization type chat where you can have different threads, different subjects. You know, you can attach files. You can... You can sync it with a Trello or another task manager that's that's similar to that, or a customer resource manager if they're helping you reach out to people and and send solicitations to potential clients. But all of that to say, make sure you have that instant chat or Slack equivalent ability because yeah. you're gonna you're gonna need to have that. It's 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 uh it's a non negotiable when I'm working with a VA of any type. Yeah, we we use Slack for a lot of years, and then eventually we we recently moved to Teams, which is a Microsoft product, and it, it oh yeah, you're telling me about that. Yeah, it does pretty much everything that Slack does. It it also has kind of some Dropbox kind of ish capability, sure. and um, and then you know it it basically kind of combine like a Dropbox, a Google Docs a yeah. slack and all of that into one thing so that's why we moved yeah. to it it's a paid tool um and it's pretty freaking crazy i mean uh, some of the stuff it does it also helped us with our, some of our workflow because it has some automation tools that kind of an sure. if then then that that you like send oh, if, yeah, if yeah. an email comes to this you know create a spreadsheet of the data and send it to this other email or put it in this dropbox folder wow. it's not a dropbox folder but you know in the teams yeah. folder or whatever yeah. And so we've used some of that, but, but yeah, I mean, to the point of this podcast, you just want to be able to, to connect with your VAs, um, you know, pretty regularly uh, because they're a part of your team and you want to make sure that they feel a part of that team and communication is the best way to do that. Right. And, and I will say kind of a a closing thought and then I'll let you uh, give any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up. But one thing, um, Regardless of of where they're based, but especially if they're in the Philippines, I have found that affirming their work, complimenting mm-hmm. their work, totally. you know, one of one of our VAs, his name is Ron, and I call him Rockstar on a consistent basis because he's done great work and he's done great work for us forever. So I, when mm-hmm. I re- refer to him, I say, "Hey, man, you're a rock star," or "Hey, rock star, I need this done, whatever," and that's just <laughs> my name for him, Rockstar Ron, because he's done great work and he. Loves it. I mean, the replies I get from the times I just say, "Hey, Ron, can you get this done?" Yeah, sure, whatever. Blah blah. blah. He details and when I, to when I say, "Hey, Rockstar, I need this. I need this knocked out." And he's like, ah, exclamation points in the replies. And he's just, I mean, it just <laughs> he they they really appreciate that. It's very um, appreciated, almost more so than I feel like uh, stateside. But that's another conversation. <laughs> but they yeah. really, and it also goes into making them feel like part of the team, right? And uh, so, Travis, any other uh, thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up? Yeah, I I think the last thought I have really is um, just kind of goes on top of everything we've been saying here for the last few minutes. These these are these are real people. They're real human beings. They have they have, you know, hard times in their lives and challenges and struggles and emotions. And um, just like you, they want to be appreciated they want to be encouraged. They want to be invested in, um, and they want to have yeah. purpose. And so, if you can keep those things in your head as you're as you're going through this process, um, you're going to have a successful um, experience with VAs. They are yeah. like our VAs are so amazing. And and um, I'm actually in the process of thinking about hiring some more um, VAs. But I'm so so happy that um, we have VAs working in our business. And I I, th- yeah. I think if you keep all these things in mind. Um, you will, you will too. So I'll, yeah. I'll 
I'll end it at that. Yeah. And, and they are beneficial at any point in the game, right? Maybe you're just mm-hmm. starting out and need, you need a designer VA or you need someone to help you list or you have a huge business and there's still things that you need outsourced that they can handle, whether it's backend admin stuff or maybe you need some design, whatever. They are beneficial at any whatever stage you're in in the journey. Right. Um, so definitely consider them and I'm glad we took some more time to talk about them because, you know, we, again, we talked about them in episode 16, 17, 17. That's right. <laughs> Listen to episode 16 too. Uh, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> thanks you guys so much for listening to episode 74, uh, of the print on demand cast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you found this information beneficial, if you found it educational, if you found it entertaining, if you think you can implement VAs in your business, let us know by going to facebook.com slash group slash print on demand cast and let us know. Join the conversation. I got, I think, three or four requests to join the Facebook group today, uh, which is awesome. I love Ooh. hitting that approve button uh, to see more people join the, the conversation and the community. You can also reach out to us at info at print on demand cast.com and let us know if you have any questions, uh, any concerns, whatever those would be. I just say that out of habit. <laughs> I am concerned. Uh, uh, Anyway, um, so you can reach out to us there. Um, As always, wherever there are podcasts, the POD cast is there for you. We're on a plethora of platforms, a cornucopia of platforms, if you will. And on two of those platforms, you can leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Spotify, you can leave us a five-star review, uh, and just the review, no actual text. But in Apple Podcasts, which I was looking at our analytics this last week, uh, the majority, the lion's share of our listeners do come from the podcast app, the Apple Podcast app. So if you're listening, please leave us a review and that lovely coveted five stars. And uh, we will thank you profusely on the episode and after which you do so. <laughs> Guaranteed. So um, with that, Travis, anything else? Anything? One more chance to uh, give your final thoughts to our, our audience? No, just appreciate y'all. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. We'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.